What are you drinking? This is, per usual, triple crossing. Uh, this is the Grid Double IPA. Which is the Grid. One of my new favorites. Yeah. I hadn't had it before until, like, last weekend, and it's very, very good. It's interesting. It's a topically themed uh, title of a beer. Well, I suppose it is. I, I was thinking, like, Tron more than... Well, yeah, sure, stuff. but this is the Beer and Backfire podcast. It is. We should probably do like an uh, intro. Uh, Intros are overrated. Are they though? They are. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. Oh yeah. So I guess we should say this time we are being hosted so generously by John Corbin with other guests that's tagging along today, Billy Jew. So say hey guys, including the cat and the Chunk. cat. Good morning. Evening. Hello, internet people. So we are together with these fine gentlemen today to talk about the um, autocross, and specifically BMSC. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Yes. First time I'm doing this. Yeah, we're we're super super happy you're here. We've been talking about you for a while now. So great. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, Steve and uh, Mickey, the first time they came on, they were, like, Steve was, like, super weird about it. He was like, I don't know how to record a podcast. I'm like, literally, we sit around, we drink beer, and we talk about cars. That's all we do. It's just the same thing we normally do, just there's a microphone there. So, which I find myself staring intently at. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a camera and you have to be talking yes. into the camera. Yeah. It is helpful if you keep your head pointed that way. Yes. You can, you can, you know. So I don't have to sit there and change the levels every like five segments of waveform. <laughs> so you don't want to be facing the wall and talking. <laughs> you can do it. You do you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you do whatever you like. Um, but yeah, so... We've been talking about doing a, a what is autocross, autocross basics podcast for a while, and we thought you guys would be great to have on because that's kind of like what y'all do. So I, I think first we should just do like basic introductions. I guess we can start with, with John and be like, hey, just how you got into cars, a little bit about yourself, you know, stuff well, like that. like Jordan said, my name is John. I'm the uh, neighborhood friendly ginger that drives a Mustang. I got into cars... Just because I didn't really have any other hobbies, I... Okay. So it's a pretty recent development then? Oh, into racing, yeah. Mm. So racing, I've only... Prior to me having... Like, my first car was just a Grand Am. Of course, I played, like, the Need for Speed games growing up. But it was always just, like, cars are cars. It was never, hey, let me build something and see what I can do with it. It was just not a big thing. Um, and I, I would pick up a hobby and drop it down in like a month's time. Uh, and so now I just I went to an autocross event and it stuck. It's the longest hobby I've had and I've been doing it for I think three years starting on my fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it. That's cool. So what do you what do you drive currently? 2007 Mustang GT. Stock motor for the most part. It has a cold air intake and uh, custom tuned from a local uh, shop. Flip him speed. Uh, have him tuned from over there at Kev- by Kevin. And suspension, it's coilover AST 4100s, caster camber plates up front by Vorschlag, uh, and then just supporting mods from the suspension, all BMR rear end, uh, poly bushings front and rear. Well, the rear is all spherical joints, mm-hmm. the front is uh, poly bushings. And then Corbo seats, Corbo brackets. It's pretty pretty stripped out interior, if I recall, too, isn't it? For the pretty most basic. part, uh, the the front is still intact for the most part, but that's about to get gutted once my neck is all healed up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be pretty much just like fully gutted interior because I'm to the point now where I really don't care how terrible it sounds inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming you don't daily the the most. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have a. 99 Forerunner that mm. I drive daily, which... Forerunner gang. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, I like my Forerunner, don't get me wrong. But it... It's full-on beater status. Yeah, no, it's full-on beater status. Uh, the seats are ripped apart. Um, there's scratches all over it. My girlfriend's hit the, the actual rail post out there in front of the clubhouse mm-hmm. with the front end of it. It gets 10 miles the gallon. Oh, dear God. I had a broken shock in the rear end for at least like six months. 
And I was like, yeah, I'm just too lazy to it's replace fine. it. Yeah, I mean, I still got the spring, right? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> you got one shock on the other side, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's enough. And that's all you need. <laughs> that, that's another reason why cars are never a hobby. I don't know much about cars. Mm -hmm. I You tell me what's wrong, I can fix it, but I cannot diagnose it. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm just wanting to do more with cars, but can't, because either I don't have the... I don't have the skill set. Um, it's not a tools thing, so I have plenty of tools. Just don't really have the ability to use them to their full potential. I would say that comes with time, time and experience. Well, also I live in an apartment. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a little that hard makes it really hard. Complex. That uh, makes it really hard. I have a storage unit that I did all the work on the Jeep, the Mustang, my Forerunner, and I've done that in. So yeah, I have I have a place to do work, but it's 15 minutes away from my house, so. Oh yeah, 15 minutes, not that bad, but as soon as you gotta take a poop, uh, <laughs> it gets kind of rough. Yep. And then again, limited times, 6 a.m., 9 p.m. cut off. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, it's not great getting locked in there, trust me. Uh, it's not fun. You gotta call the, call the supervisor or something. No, I crawled underneath the fence and got a lift home. Modern problems require modern solutions. And then just had my girlfriend drop me off in the morning at 6 a.m. because I, I put my car right by my unit again. And I was in the Mustang, too. So I was, this was before I had the 4Runner. Oh, and awesome. so it was like, ah, oh, crap. So it was, it, was, it was kind of rough. But thankfully, I've had people who've let me work on my cars. Billy is actually one person who's let me work on my car in their garage. I think uh, everybody's worked yeah. on their car in Billy's garage at yes, some point. At some point. <laughs> That I've gone down. I've even driven to North Carolina to go use my friend's garage, mainly to use their brain more than their garage. Right. Um, and just so that's helped out a lot. So, and then Jacob, he's been on here before. He's my cousin. Mm -hmm. And he, he was on our VIR episode. Yeah, for the runoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've, most of the work on the car has been done. Over all my cars have been done there, just because his dad and him are a lot more knowledgeable for cars. Mm. All right, so Billy, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay, um, Billy, I've been, uh, let's see, actually, uh, we'll go backwards, I guess. Uh, currently, I'm fixing my car uh, <laughs> from a uh, uh, situation that happened at Dominion in September, and uh, hopefully we'll get it done before uh, uh, March 28th, I think, is the uh, 23rd is it's, the first it's, it's my follow-up for my search. So it's right the now. last weekend in March. But uh, yeah, currently I drive a 240 um, SX, uh, all stripped out. I trailer it everywhere. People are, you know, it's it's a fun car. I see why people uh, drift it. I don't drift. Mm -hmm. uh, don't even pretend to know how to drift. And um, but it's a it's a nice platform. Very very balanced car. You know, uh, fortunate enough I can trailer it everywhere I need to go. So so I don't, you know, I, I, my mod modifications can be. Uh, much a little more, more extreme. Yeah, yeah. I'm running Hoosiers on it and Fortune coilovers. And, uh, interior's all stripped out. Um, Taking it in for a roll bar tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow. Putting in a roll bar. I finally found a match for um, a second seat in the car. So found a proper passenger seat and a five-point harness for both passenger and, and driver. Mm. Who's and, putting the roll bar in? Um, uh, Paul. Paul? Paul? Okay. I'm taking mine in too. <laughs> did you guys get a group discount? <laughs> no, I don't think we did. No, that's okay. I talked to him and it ended up being about the same price as getting a, a auto power one once you factor in shipping and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's I just might rather have him do it than. Is he doing a weld or a bolt in? Weld in, weld custom in. weld in. Yeah, he's welding for me also. Uh, he's doing some other work for me also. Um, hopefully, we'll discuss that when we bring the car. Mm. But um, but yeah, I got into autocrossing um, in '09. I drove down to Langley Speedway. That was 2008. That was we 2008. That was fall 2008. And to videotape Jordan here um, at one of their Wacky Wednesdays or something like that. No, it was it was a it was a NASA autocross, but they had like a a promotion going for that weekend where it was like free for first timers. You could do a couple heats. Um, so I went and did that. So, so yeah, so I, I filmed him, and while I'm filming him, I'm going, I could do this. I've been doing this. <laughs> Just, you know, around cars on the interstate. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, and at that time, I was I was driving a Maxima, 
Um, and that was uh, fairly well equipped. It was a nice car, but uh, I took that as far as I could take it in autocross. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, that car, that car was all poly bushings. Um, also fortune coilovers. Fortune coilovers later on in its life. Still in rear sway bar, strut tower braces. Uh, Tire and brakes. I was running R comps on there and some Enki uh, lightweight wheels. Um, um, RS Evolutions, I think. Cold air intake. You know, it was a nice, nice little car. But, Surprised uh, a lot of people in that car. Yeah, it was solidly in the 50 percentile. Yeah, which was, which was fine with me. Just, I mean, it's a, it's not a car that you would expect to accept. You know, do really well in an autocross environment. No. You, you were driving the pants off of that thing. Yeah, God, the understeer was very uh, um, predictable in that car. I took advantage of it, and uh, which is funny because when I switched platforms, went to rear wheel drive car, um, uh, it, I had to relearn how to drive because uh, I was turning in way too soon, anticipating understeer, and uh, it was it was quite. Uh, um, entertaining for my son to Mitchell <laughs> who uh, uh, thought it was hysterical every time he pointed out to me <laughs> um, it's like the turns over there yeah. <laughs> why are we going straight still <laughs> but uh, but yeah then there was a very long break uh, raising kids life happens you know then that's that's fine um, but you know in high school I was street racing and Allegedly, street, yes, crashing, street <laughs> in, crashing in, in Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> closed, closed course. But uh, uh, yes, do not try this at home. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I did a lot of that uh, back in the late seventies, early eighties, and then uh, life took over and quite a long break from that. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, now it's just a lot of fun. I get a, uh, I find when I'm not racing, like since September. Um, I drive more aggressively on the highway. It's uh, uh, um, it, it is a nice vent uh, to uh, you know once or twice a month to be able to to do that and um, um, uh, legally on, on on a course. But yeah, I do find myself I gotta I gotta reel it in every once in a while, to, uh, especially since I need my license for work. Mm. But uh, but yeah, that's a lot of fun autocross. I mean, it's you don't need anything special. You know, people come and they get intimidated because they see the cars trailered in. They see, you know, the, the vets and you know the the the, the spec'd cars, and then they you come. Mean people like you. Yeah. <laughs> You're just I, describing I yourself. <laughs> yeah, I drive a slow car fast. Yeah. There are plenty of very fast cars there. Uh, no, I mean also, but. going the first time and and driving, uh, driving up in a Miata with twenty year old. Suspension bushings and parking next to Engelbert is a little—it's intimidating. It's a little intimidating. Yeah. You know? yep. Yep. Engelbert, yep. who trailers his vintage 911, basically race car at this point, with his other Porsche Cayenne, is yeah. It's very, it's very intense. <laughs> very intense, very fast car, but you know, but it's 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 racing for the masses. Yeah, yeah, it's very inexpensive. Thirty-five dollars, you know, uh, eh, something like that. Thereabouts. Thereabouts. Yeah. And, and the prices have changed a bit. It used to be like thirty bucks. Is it forty-five now? Uh, well, so there were some things that happened with some of our locations that causes prices to go up. Um, wasn't on the club or anything. It was on the ownership of the venue. Uh, so they required a higher insurance, which means obviously higher insurance more cost. More cost for the club means more cost for entry fees. Uh, and they got kind of wonky racing over at Richmond. Um, and thankfully this year we're able to go down to VMP, which is Virginia Motorsports Park, a lot more often. Which is much I, larger parking lot. Much larger parking lot uh, compared to our original bus lot over at uh, Richmond Raceway, and then we ended up losing that to the Drifters, uh, which I'm not truly upset about. It's just that that was our only good lot for autocross. Mm -hmm. The Drifters can go pretty much anywhere because they're not as dependent on the surface as we are. So VMP. Yeah, so VMP, I know we keep getting off topic. Things are happening outside. So VMP, thankfully, this year came in clutch and gave us as many days as they can even have open because they're wanting to do as many auto events on the weekend year round. Really? Uh, I, yeah, so I've been talking with the vice president from over at 
He said the vice president or the president at VMP for the last like month and a half. Okay. Working on the schedule. Uh, that's one thing I didn't mention. I do the scheduling for VMP. Uh, for for VMSC. Yeah, sorry, yeah, VMSC. Uh, I do the scheduling for VMSC. So I had to deal with all the venues. I had to deal with all the other local or somewhat close near organizations or racing clubs to kind of work our schedules out to where we're not overlapping but so much. So originally, Richmond only gave me four dates that were open all year. That's it? Yes. Uh, I was able to get six from them. Uh, so I had six guaranteed from Richmond. And then a month and a half later, I hear back from uh, VMP. They're doing a whole office changeover and yeah. stuff. The whole, com- the whole company's getting rebuilt I was much. gonna say, didn't they just change o- owners not too long ago? That I'm not too sure about. Okay. Uh, I don't know how much of their dynamic internally has changed, but all it is the person that I was in contact with, I'm no longer in contact with. I okay. deal with directly to the uh, the president or the vice president over there for scheduling. Okay. As of right now, they don't have a dedicated person for event coordinating. And they gave me a list from January to December of dates they had available. Hmm. And I chose as many as I could with keeping some over at Richmond uh, just because... To keep the relationship open. Yeah, we don't yeah. We don't want to just say, hey, no, we have all these options now. And next year, hey, maybe we don't have all these options mm-hmm. over again. Yeah. So I had to deal with all of that. And I got that email. Well, I saw the email at like midnight. And I was had a few too many beers maybe that night. So I, <laughs> the way I read that email made it sound like they were like done with us. So I kind of freaked out. Gate sent it to Audi and Justin, who are also on the board for VMSC. They were right. They read it the right way. I read it the wrong way. They wanted as many dates as possible. Mm. So now we have six events there alone this year. That's awesome. And then three at Richmond. Um, only reason why we kept some of the Richmond ones, again, to keep the relationship, but they had Saturdays and Sundays in one weekend for practices, the school... Right. Uh, so that dictates a lot on how we can go through with what location we go to. Are the, with the Richmond uh, dates, are most of those in the infield now? Are you pretty much exclusively in the infield, or are you still at the, the B lot or whatever it's called? So the lot names, obviously we have the infield, which is on the infield of the Oval. The bus lot is our old one, which is closer to, or right across from uh, G-Force. Yep. Uh, and then That's we have the, the Midway, the lot is. which yeah. is right by the, is that the convention center that they have? Or yeah, show the, place? the show plate, the, the, yeah, the convention space. Right in front of the main entrance of the track. Yeah, so like opening weekend, which is uh, the 28th and 29th of March, we're on the infield. Uh, that's a practice with annual tech opportunities uh, for both of those dates. And then we're on the Midway for the, uh, I'm assuming it's going to be the school in May. And then obviously the May event on Sunday. As far as for the infield, we're back on the infield again for a double weekend uh, in October. Okay. So we're infield, midway, infield. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of pro- variety. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, there's pros and cons to both. Mm-hmm. Um, Midway's bigger. Yeah. Billy, you've ran on both. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any preferences on what one you enjoy more? Um, I, <laughs> I actually like the midfield. I like the challenge of how horrible the surfaces <laughs> we did do a good job finding the uh, smooth line through the uh, uh, through the uh, uh, the mid- midway uh, which makes it you know still challenging because you're throwing rocks uh, um, it's you're you're um, you're really limited to where you can lay a course out but it's still a good course I think um, I don't again I trailer my car I don't care what happens to my car when I bring it somewhere a lot of people like their cars <laughs> like <laughs> and, it's, they, they, they need they them during the week yes they don't like uh, uh, having to fix paint chips and and you know along rocker panels and whatnot and you know some people come with some very nice cars and um, and they want to have fun with them they don't want to have to worry about destroying you know $1,500 wheels and yeah. you know and and then and, peppering their, the bottom of their car with uh, with uh, stone chips there's a so, lot of gravel on that midfield. There, there is, there is, and uh, we blow it, we blow it off, but it, because of the age of the asphalt, it's you know it comes back up pretty mm-hmm. quick, and you can. And only... it seems like it's at least two or three separate types of asphalt there, all kind of like they paved one area and then paved another area. It's really patchy. It's very strange. Yeah. Yes, and that's that's challenging too because you you can, 
you know, you can have a transition going from one asphalt to another, um, and that'll that'll throw you, you know, if if you're not really paying attention. But yeah, uh, VMP probably is the better of the locations. Um, um, it's definitely larger. But I would also say that the quality of the surface there isn't much better than the midway at RIR. It's very bumpy and also pretty gravelly in spots as well. Yeah, yeah. that has a lot of washboard effect over at VMP. The thing that you sacrifice between the two is that at Richmond you're sacrificing, I'd say, more of a consistent uh, surface type for a more technical course to where at VMP you're having a... Again, less consistent traction or surface area, but again, you're gaining more seat top end and speed and seat time. Yeah, the, the course itself can be much longer and more flowing at, at VMP because it's a much longer, it's a long, narrow, well, not even that narrow, it's just a really long driveway. Yeah. It's huge, or parking lot, rather. But even VMP now is getting to the point where all of our course layouts are relatively the same. Oh, really? You go down, you do a circle in the front section and go down, do a turnaround, come back up. Mm -hmm. um, and the bus lot, I think, was the best for course uh, variability. Yeah, it forced you to be creative because you were limited on space, so you had to kind of come up with some different You, stuff. you yeah. had to be different. Yeah, there are crossovers and, you know, uh, um, you know, just be mindful of where where the car is before you send off the next car, mm -hmm. you know, at the uh, at the bus lot, but um, but you know, and and the infield is getting like that too. The infield is a much uh, um, it's, it's a pristine course. There's a couple of different surfaces up in there, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, mm -hmm. There's like a new section of asphalt, um, but it's nothing, you know, to to worry about. I don't think. It's definitely the most consistent of surface types. Um, there's maybe like, I if you had to base it off like a, a ratio, you're looking at maybe 10% is different from the rest of it. So a 90 to 10 split, or 9 to 10 or 9 to 1 split. I don't know these ratios. I don't know math. <laughs> <laughs> math. <laughs> Devil's magic. Yeah. So. If somebody who's never done autocross before wants to maybe like dip their toe into the pool of autocross, what what would you recommend that they do? Like, what does someone need to do to do that? Uh, come to an event um, and watch. Um, once right you along. watch, you're going to be like, I could do this, you know, and 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 get in as a, as a passenger and do a ride along. And um, as far as car prep, um, tires. Decent tires. They could still be your 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 street tires, but uh, they don't have to be spent, you know race tires, summer tires. Um, I autocrossed on all seasons for an embarrassingly long time. Yeah, people people bring whatever they have. We've had everything from minivans to uh, Ford Flex. Uh, Ford Flex. Mm -hmm. We had station a, wagons. A, a Model Three Tesla. We have a CRV, which is by far a grocery getter. Yes, um, we've had him on the podcast on before. And, Adam. Uh, Adam. <laughs> and uh, but uh, but most people fail for battery tie down. Yep, if your battery um, is held down with bungee cords, you will fail. It needs to be held down by a metal bracket. That is that is usually the most common thing, and um, I almost always bring a compressor out um, so people can uh, bump their tire pressures up when they get there. Bring them back down before they leave. That's really all you need to do. You don't even need a, a helmet. As long as your car is in halfway decent mechanical condition with that, that'll pass the very basic tech inspection requirements, you'll be fine. It doesn't matter what you bring out there. We, I think you were at the event years ago at VMP. Somebody, some kid brought out a completely stock like 1995 Mercury Villager minivan mm -hmm. on steelies with like, you know, Walmart tires. We were all like hoping he would flip over, I but was he didn't. So waiting for it was incredible. <laughs> it was the most fun thing to watch go around the course, but he did it, and it was awesome. Yeah, and and uh, to correct myself, when I say you don't need a helmet, you don't need to own a helmet. You do need to drive with a helmet. Yeah, uh, and uh, the the um, the club offers helmets. You just got to trade your license for one. Um, you know, it's a VMSC Virginia Motorsports Car Club. Um, uh, fun fact: This is their seventieth year. Since is the it seventy this year? Seventy years. Oh. Uh, they were um, 
uh, formed in, uh, I was actually just, just reading this, uh, the, <laughs> fall, the fall of, of 1950, yes. Wow. So a hundred million years ago, 1950. <laughs> <laughs> or 70. And, um, yes, yes. They were, uh, you actually had horses pulling the cars back then. But, uh, <laughs> no helmets required, though. No also. helmets required. <laughs> but yeah, it was actually a small group of uh, UVA students in Charlottesville that started the group. Uh, it, then it grew to what it is now. Uh, I don't think it really took off till the 60s, from what I read. Um, and then, um, you know, they did a they do a lot of, uh, they, back in the day, they did a lot of other things in autocross. They did uh, Like rally, TSD rallies. They did rally cross. They did uh, um, TSD or road rally. Now, and you know, and this is, we're going back like in the 70s. I think they did one, if I was reading it correctly, in like the early 2000s was the last time there was a road rally. Yep. And if, um, you know, the, the, the roads, the population has changed so much that I don't know if that's a feasible thing to do anymore. Um, and it's you know, also most people nowadays, like pe the, the way that people's preferences have changed, TSDs aren't really in style anymore. It's just not because it's it's more based on how well can you do math more than how fast can you. Drive. Yeah, 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 it's it's it's. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's trying to keep your average, mm -hmm. and uh, through the course, you run it one day, then you run it a second day, you know, as the competition, um, and then you're using your first day time as the the mean time that you're you're trying to uh, to get as close to as possible. So it's it's more trying to be consistent on the road, out on the surface road. Yeah. You know. You know, with with the general population, I can't see doing that today. No, uh, it would have to be way out in the boonies. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and plus the, the manpower for that too, because you need people at stations, timing stations. So, you know, you you, you need a whole you know uh, battalion of people that are just going to man card tables in the middle of you know wherever. Yeah, you know, to uh, give people their times and stuff, but uh, it's it's still a fairly popular, not popular, but it's still a thing that happens like up in New England and stuff like that. But around here, it's it's basically a dead form of motor. I don't even know if you can call that a motorsport. I guess you could. But yeah, no, it is. I guess you know, and then the the the, the rally crosses. I'd like to dabble in that. Uh, if I ever have extra funds for an extra car, yeah, and, uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Just we got to, the maximum. Yeah, yeah, I could just jack it up and put some snow tires on it, and, and yep. be, be all DC set. region does it. Yeah. SCCA DC region does it. Just get a, like, a couple of people that are willing to chip in, and you know, all just drive the car. That's one of the cheapest ways to do it. Yeah. I when I bought that Jeep originally, I was gonna just sadly cut the springs to lower it so I can get it to pass. <laughs> um, <laughs> And turn that into a uh, rally cross and take that out every now and then. Yeah. Uh, but then, according to the car, so I did that. Yeah. Damn it. Life happens. But, um, yeah. Um, go back to, I guess we were talking about uh, uh, getting into yeah. autocross. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You just need to bring your car. Just have fun. Just just uh, don't drive with, you know, outside your limits. It, it's, I, I, it's very interesting. Um, when I was driving the Maxima, that I was driving that car for work also, and the um, I, the simple things like at autocross that you don't that you kind of sort of take for granted the slaloms, the lane changes um, are actual very good practical real world um, accident avoidance. Um, yep, uh, uh, skills to learn. A lot of people, you know, don't know how to throw a car, you know, at highway speed from one lane to the other and actually put it in the middle of the other lane, you know, that you're intending to turn into. Uh, I can say that I've definitely uh, avoided three accidents um, with high-speed lane change um, uh, practice uh, on the highway. And I probably could have slowed down a little bit, but it was, uh, my first instinct was just to throw the car. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I, I'm pretty, I, I think I'm a pretty aware driver as far as what's going on around me. And I almost always drive with it with an out. I, I'm never next to anybody. I'm always I always give myself an out um, in case something goes awry in front of me. But uh, but yeah, autocross um, definitely will uh, hone your driving skills. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree with like Billy saying like how the your driving characteristics will change once you get used to this. 
again, like again, I wasn't a car guy, like a legit car person, I guess to say, until I started doing autocross. Um, I I had a Hummer H3 prior to the Mustang, and I liked doing. Oh, you didn't know about that? No, I did not know you had an H3. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So I had an H3, all trains. Uh, I mean, I was. This is the thing I did, like, a bunch of my buddies, uh, and, like, my cousin Jacob, they had trucks and jeeps and stuff to go off-roading, uh, and now I had the Mustang, and now I'm just, like, focusing on how I actually drive it on the streets, and the biggest push that got me in honor, because is kind of like how Billy said earlier in this, it's legal. Yeah. I I was so fearful of losing my license, because if I lose my license, I lose my job. I lose my job, I lose my car, my house, and all these other extra goodies I like to have. I don't know, to me, it's the 35 40 50 hell, even $100 if you do a track cross. Is there yeah. 99 or 100? Track cross is 100 bucks. 100 bucks, like you're being able to drive your car as hard as you're wanting to if you're willing to lose your car. Yeah. But it's still cheaper to have fun mm. than it is to have fun on a public road, get a ticket, or even potentially do something more devastating. And I would say as far as like motorsport stuff goes autocross is not only the cheapest entry like as far as like event entry fees go but also it's the lowest risk to your car both mechanically and in terms of stuff to hit like if you go to a track you're i mean at least a dominion there's walls everywhere and you're generally at higher speeds you're pushing the car much harder so you're putting a lot more wear on the engine a lot more wear on the brakes and the tires whereas at autocross you're pretty much only putting wear on the tires your engine and your brakes are going to be okay. Yeah. And you're not going to hit anything other than a cone. And if you're worried about a cone, I'm sorry, I can't really help you. Yeah. Locally, we've only had a few people like hit hard things. Well, I was going to say more or less break down an autocross. Like, mm -hmm. Locally, I only know of one person, and I only know of that person because I was the uh, operations director. I think it's what OD stands for. Yeah. Uh, is that what it stands for, autocross operations director? Official, I thought it was official of the day or something like that. Uh, it might be. The OD, that's what yeah. we call it. I don't want to think of overdose because that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my mind goes to every time. And we had a guy uh, in a Miata, his uh, steering rack failed. Oh. That was the most catastrophic car failure uh, that I've seen on autocross to where uh, on Dominion, I know a couple of people locally who've had issues. Billy, you had issues with your car. <laughs> there were yes. internal to the car, not driver error, just car yeah, failure. That was a little, no, that was a little driver error. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a little well, driver Okay. When you go from mid. fifth down to second instead of fourth, that's a bit <laughs> of an <laughs> issue. Yeah. That's RPM dependent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that was driver error. And, uh, um, but again, you didn't wreck your car or anything like that. Yeah. It was a mechanical failure. I'd say, yeah, it may have been caused by the driver, but it was a mechanical error versus running into a jersey wall. There have been, a, I, I have oh. personally witnessed many people hit walls at Dominion. Yeah, yeah this, make the distinguish, distinction between autocross and track cross. Autocross is, a, is low risk as far as, you know, um, racing goes. Uh, track cross uh, can be very dangerous. Um, track cross d uh, requires a completely different skill set than what we teach you at autocross. Um, autocross is very um, um, instant jerky sort of steering inputs. You still got to be smooth but uh, it is not track racing. It's lower speed uh, and, with and cones in a parking lot. I mean your average car is probably going to do 35-45 miles an hour and a track cross. Uh, the V8's. Average speed for the run. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll hit 70 sometimes if you're in a fast car on a fast course. But. And the only time you'll hit 70 is if you are skilled enough to hit 70. Yeah. Like, I've seen people in Miatas at faster speeds in, mm -hmm. uh, in a Miata than my Mustang. But that was when I first yeah. started, so now right. I'm even hitting faster speeds in straights. Mm -hmm. But again, it, it differentiates yeah. between, like, you're going probably 30 in a turn minimum on track mm -hmm. to where you're going 30 average on autocross yeah yeah the yeah, autocross is definitely it's more of being smooth both both require you making the shortest line through the track uh, whether it's track cross or, or autocross but I wouldn't uh, even really compare track I wouldn't even say track cross and autocross are even like the same type of event autocross is very different they're not and, 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 and what you were speaking to about people losing cars it's been my thought or, or opinion that 
people who did lose their cars were autocrossers, experienced autocrossers uh, that just didn't um, didn't put it together. Uh, I may piss some people off, but you know I'm not definitely uh, an experienced race car driver. Mm. But uh, uh, but you can't drive a track cross like you drive an autocross. The inputs are smoother and much around. faster speeds. Yeah, yeah. The speeds uh, you really need to know your car and trust your car, and definitely not drive beyond your limits. Yep. Um, it, it's less forgiving on a track cross. With that being said, track cross is awesome. It is awesome. Um, it is very awesome. Um, most people, uh, uh, and myself included, when, uh, um, uh, sorry John, but when we started doing track crosses three years ago, uh, it was kind of scary and dangerous. There was a lot, um, of, a lot of accidents. And I think that was had to, a lot to do with, again, They're experienced and, cross, and uh, autocross drivers using the skills they had um, in the wrong situation, um, and but uh, but track cross, awesome if for an experienced driver or someone who wants to get their feet wet on on a uh, um, racing. It's oh, a road, road, road racing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I would say track cross is the equivalent of autocross entry level, mm -hmm. but to road yeah. racing. Track cross is basically instead of you go to an actual road course and you do like part of a lap as the course so like you start at one part of the track and end at another part of the track and that's that's the whole thing instead of doing lap after lap after lap like a, at an actual track day so it's much easier on your car than doing an actual track day and it's much cheaper to get into but it, again it's higher speed higher risk than an autocross and higher entry fee as well mm -hmm. and more strict tech inspection here your car really needs to be in good shape to do that yeah yeah and it's on and it, and it's on you because they're uh, they check the cars but the actual mechanical tech inspection is dependent on the owner mm -hmm. being honest uh with uh, with themselves and, yeah. and and having the car checked i think the first time i did mine um i had kevin um over at uh uh, do it and he was like you can do this <laughs> and, you know but I was like well I just you, you build cars so you know tell me what's you know what I need on mine uh, to, to be safe mm -hmm. but uh, um, but yeah no it's, it's a lot of fun I, I highly encourage either or um, I would say start at autocross I would say definitely, start, definitely it's, start at autocross it's cheaper it's lower risk and it's yeah. still a lot of fun again I trailer my car everywhere so I don't care what happens but you me. don't have to do that <laughs> yeah. no, no you so, don't have to do that but, so my, my, I guess yeah I'm a little more reckless as far as what I think is fun and easy uh, because I have options uh, but, yeah. and as far as the, like, the reckless side of it to go is that comes with this mentality it's like are you willing to lose your vehicle or is it like, hey I trailer this like Billy and I don't really care but I don't really care now about if I wreck the Mustang I mean obviously I care if I wreck the car itself you don't I don't care if it breaks down the distinction is you don't have to care you yes know, you're because not, you're I, I not reliant on that vehicle for the rest of your life yeah exactly right. so if you're coming out there with a car that you're still making payments on then yeah, you may not want to uh, push it so far, but it may just get to put your feet in the water, or how do they say that saying? And like coming from someone who doesn't really keep hobbies long term, this is the most addictive thing I've done, um, and for a hobby. And now I'm like, hey, I want to do this. I, I, I'm to the point now where I want to go to more track crosses. But I also know I'm the same person that is terrible with maintenance on my car. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's that's like my biggest thing to hold me back is, hey, do I really want to go out and do this, which is going to cause for more maintenance, cause for more wear and tear. Mm. So if you're not a maintenance upkeep person, the higher racing you get, the less that has to be an issue for you. You have to be willing to put in the time and the money we talked about entry fees, but entry fees does not mean maintenance, wear and tear, safety, which is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen people out there who think this something is safe, and I personally did something that I thought. Yep, I'm in uh, that camp. Yeah, yep. so I personally I did something that I thought was safe. Me and my cousin wanted up a. Whole, we made my own seat bracket out of Home Depot Home Depot tubing. 
I mean, hey, if you do it right, it'll be all right. No, 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 no. I wish I could show you all pictures of how bad this was. This was like thin gauge tubing, square tubing that we welded up. If I would have gotten into an accident, my whole seat bracket and seat would have just ripped, which is the whole, like if your seat rips, off when you get rear-ended, all the safety effects, your seatbelt, anything else, nothing matters. Nothing matters. And... So, I mean, looking back on it, it's like, yeah, that was stupid. But now it's like, I would never go below the minimums that I have now. Um, like I said, I have Cordo C brackets and all that stuff, which are beefy, but that, I would never go any lower than that. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing I think people need to understand is that, yes, these are all entry-level things, but safety is more important than the risk yeah. mm-hmm. than anything. And we stress that enough at the events themselves. Uh, if you ride with us, uh, I recommend also for anyone who wants to get into this, go to the school. Yeah. Uh, I'll be one of the instructors this year for it. Um, they do that once a year, right? Yeah, once a year. We typically do that. Um, oh, here. We typically do that uh, the second or third event. I think and we're going to do that again at Richmond Raceway. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, again, that's one of the best ways to do a to learn autocross is honestly on a place that's not as great for grip because that means you have to put more control, more input. And if you can learn a place that is terrible and has no grip, you can go to a place that has grip, has good conditions, and be more successful there, not to worry as much. Mm-hmm. This is how I think about it. That may be completely wrong to one of y'all, but... No, that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah, no, I like the schools. I like uh, watching. I, I've, I've instructed a couple of over the years, uh, not too many, but uh, um, it's, it's very satisfying to watch somebody you know, progress through the day and, and become more confident and actually faster in mm-hmm. that car while being smooth also. You know, it's it's uh, the schools are definitely well worth it, uh, worth your extra time. It's a Saturday. Uh, generally, the schools are, are Saturday, and, and, and then the very next day we have a, an autocross where you can, you know, practice what you just learned uh, some more while it's fresh in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely a, a fun weekend for, for a beginner. Um, coming into the sport and again any car it doesn't matter what it is as long as it doesn't have a high center of gravity or uh, maybe don't come in a suburban I was saying yeah so any car doesn't mean any car <laughs> uh, I mean it's any car within spec or within yeah. uh, the reasons of doing it uh, the biggest thing is that your height to your wheel width track your yeah. w- width to height ratio yeah. is it has to be one to one or yeah. greater or less yeah. it needs it? it needs to be at least as wide as it is high yes yeah. yeah and but just since it does meet that does not mean that we will allow that to run yeah. we are our own individual club yeah we have turned down vehicles that meet that requirement aka the ford raptor Oh yeah, no way. So the Ford Raptor, the newest generation, uh, the newest two second generations or whatever, mm-hmm. meet that ratio, but we refuse to let them run. They're too heavy. Uh, it's not that they're too heavy. Too top it's, heavy. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we had a Saturn, or not? We didn't have it, but Saturn. Uh, there was a Saturn at a national event that was on Hoosier stock suspension, that went on two tires. Yo. That's when the street uh, class went from any treadwear to two hundred treadwear, because okay. he was on two stock, two soft of stock suspension. suspension. And went up on two tires. There's a picture of him uh, on the one of the biggest SCCA websites. It might even be their actual own uh, forum website. And since we're an independent club that follow SCCA, because we're not an SCCA club, mm-hmm. per se, because we don't have sponsorship from them, uh, we have the rights to choose what vehicles can come on and come off. And so if we feel that this car is too much of a risk for our, company, or our club, we will not let it run. Mm-hmm. Basically, if, you, if it's a car or a sedan, not a truck or most SUVs, probably don't bring a truck or SUV, but again, if you have like a lowered CRV, that's probably fine. I think one, one, one event, we had like a 73 uh, F-150 that was on a, um, Crown, Vic a chassis. Crown Vic chassis. Oh, that's With awesome. With the 4.6 four Crown Vic uh, yeah. frame. And it did fairly well for what it was. Well, at that point, it's a Crown Vic, not yeah, a... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a lot of fun to look at. And, Toolbox and everything. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's quite the variety of cars. In the past tech, surprisingly, it was a, you know pretty much a rat rod look, but uh, but it was, it was done well. And, um, you know, I've seen brand new cars fail because 
they don't have they got a broken battery tie down you know it's, yep. it's like that's I, the most common failure yeah yeah i keep two or three in my toolbox in the truck and you know always ready to hand it out to anybody just so they they can uh, have a good day universal yeah. kits like 10 bucks at autozone i'm yeah. saying a ratchet strap does not count nope no, no, fracture strap. Actually, um, uh, we used a, um, I gave somebody water heater zip ties uh, for the covers. Band clamps? Yeah, yeah the, the, oh. it was like three-eighths of an inch wide. Like I a mean, huge. Like, that's a little metal connection. No, no, no it, was, it was plastic. Oh, and that and passed? It passed. Okay. It passed. All right, it well, passed. hey, never mind. I, I don't know shit, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, that thing wasn't going anywhere. I had the, I had two of them, one in each direction for... I, I, I don't remember which event, if it was a track cross or uh, um, or autocross, but it, but that did pass. And with autocross inspection, it is up to the ins person who inspects your car. Mm -hmm. So I personally would not pass someone who had a ratchet strap for a battery tie down. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I, I may say that and they actually pass it. If I grab onto that thing, if the whole car is shaking with it, yeah, yeah, I might pass it depending on how everything else is the car. Because also, if you have a ratchet strap holding down your battery, what else do you have <laughs> yeah. that's not good? Because I say that personally because I have done shady things to cars. <laughs> um, and so that's how I think. It's like, I've done something worse than that. So what else have you done if yeah. you're doing that? It's a, it's a, a lot of it is about the impression that you present. Like, yes. Your, your car can look pretty crappy, but as long as it's put together halfway decently, you're all right. But, like, if you've got a really nice car with a ratchet strap holding the battery in, it's like they might start looking at other things a little more closely. But were any of the event where there was a Miata that got dropped off? Like, it was on a flatbed, like, dump truck type style. Oh, really? Yeah, and the fenders were cut. It looked like you had a lift kit on the uh, Miata. Mm -hmm. It was all rusted throughout the whole thing. And, I mean... The, so, uh, mechanically solid, apparently uh, cosmetically terrible. Right. Um, and past tech fine colors. Mm -hmm. And then we had a uh, the guy who had a Windsor V8 Nissan truck. Oh wow. Uh, who would, every time he went he either leaked fuel, coolant, oh, or whatever. Remember that guy? Yes, that was loud as hell. There was a TVR that came out one time that every time he took a right hand turn, his fuel filler would pop open and just spew fuel <laughs> everywhere. I've seen you? that before. No, it was a TVR. It was like a, a weird, like, 80s TVR something or other. I know that I think Christopher something had an Audi, mm. an old gen, uh, old school Audi that every time he would make a turn at one of our, we're at the bus lot, dunk fuel right out. Yep. So if, let's, let's wrap up a little bit. Um, if somebody wanted in the Virginia area wanted to get into autocross, how would you, like, look up the club or get involved in, in doing this? Uh, go online and just I mean the internet's pretty much everything nowadays yeah. just type in local autocross find autocross near me mm -hmm. or something yeah. try motorsportreg.com motor is a good it. way to do it based on location um, if you are in the central Virginia area you can go to vmsc.org or the, if you're not even a Virginia listener oh yeah and you're somehow y'all had someone listening from mm -hmm. wherever yeah. California yeah. yeah, Motorsport Reg still works. I didn't think about that. Yeah, Motorsport Reg is pretty good. That yeah. it seems a lot of clubs are using that now. In NASA, uh, basically the, your two biggest groups are going to be SCCA and NASA. And uh, NASA will uh, uh, they they do almost they do all the track crosses in this area. Mm -hmm. um, Actually, I think Dominion does their own. The, Dominion's in house. Yeah, Dominion John does all, all of his in house. Okay. But uh, Summit Point, uh, VIR, you can uh, you can get on uh, track there with an instructor. Uh, Patriot Course is a nice beginner track. Mm -hmm. There's also uh, Tidewater Group. There's uh, uh, Tar Heel Sports Car Club. They're out of Raleigh. Um, they come they they come up to VMP um, every once in a while. They also do some stuff at NC Car, which isn't just on the other side of the border in North Carolina. That is an awesome track. Um, they also do NC Bike over there for those of you who, uh, who like two-wheel fun. Um, and it's a, that is also a very good course to learn how to drive on a course. Uh, yeah. Very forgiving. It's an actual industry test facility, yeah. so it's a very wide track with lots of runoffs. So you're not going to hit anything too hard if you do go off track. So so there, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of places here. You got 
Dominion and Thornburg. Uh, they do oval racing too. You can go up there and just watch that. Uh, they run stuff on the weekends. They do rolling start um, drag races, grudge matches basically on the front street, which is uh, um, fun for people who like to do that. Um, I think 90 bucks you can get on the track for, behind pace cars and, 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 and get a feel for that. Mm -hmm. um, there's also Blue Ridge Region SCCA if you're out in Western Virginia. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, and um, I, f I don't know what group runs uh, up towards uh, FedEx Field. Uh, I think it's like the DC SCCA region. I forget what it's actually yeah. called. And that, you know, I, I haven't been there myself, but people who have like that facility. So. It's a huge parking lot for yeah. sure. And, uh, you know, there's... Uh, some of our some of our members have gone into more uh, national events and, and they go down to uh, uh, Lincoln. They, they, yeah, yeah. Uh, Z Max. Z Max. Yeah. Down in Concord. So uh, so there's a there's a lot in the area. You just have to get online. Just just uh, uh, just use the resources, uh, uh, the almighty Google. Yep. And uh, and you can find groups and clubs and Facebook uh, uh, groups. Uh, everyone uh, VMSC. Um, I really liked that group uh, when I first met everybody back in 2009, 2010. Everyone's real friendly, everyone's real quick to lend you a hand, um, uh, give you advice, whether you want it or not, sometimes you'll get advice. <laughs> um, you know, any, um, any of the experienced drivers are quick to just jump in the car and help you out. If you get lost out there, and it's really easy to get lost, I got lost on my own designed course. <laughs> yes. Oh no! Oh no! I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know that you had designed one of the courses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah. both have. Yeah, yeah. It was it we co co. Uh, we've we've uh, co we've, that one. Yeah, co We've both designed courses individually. And I forgot my own course. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, I think on my first course I designed, you got like you were like. Oh, Billy won't get lost, and like right. you got lost right like, three out of five runs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was a lot of that was. Uh, yeah, walk was a uh, walk the course before the event starts. It helps a oh, lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And we give you plenty of time to walk the course. Uh, you go out there, and, and generally, my rule of thumb is I'll walk it with people first couple of times just to be social. But then I'm out there by myself, and I just I try to walk the line as if I'm driving it, and. Uh, you know, you'll see me out there sometimes with my little T-Rex hands, you know, actually pretending to put steering inputs in and uh, um, trying not to talk to anybody, just just, just learn the course. Because 35 mile an hour turns come up pretty fast when they're in a small confined area. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you look out there, over, out, out your windshield and it's nothing but orange cones and you're, and you're completely lost. But um, that's that's what uh, the experienced drivers are out there for. We'll we'll jump in the car and point you along. And we also do a novice walk. So like before any event starts, if you're a novice, we have an experienced driver lead the novice walk. They walk through the course and they'll stop in certain sections and explain, hey, this is an area that you want to kind of focus more on than others, just because of the technicality or technical side of it. Uh, so if you don't do the novice walk and you get lost, I mean. You're you're short. You're cutting yourself short on how well you can run the event to make it how enjoyable. Mm -hmm. If you go off course on every run, you're not going to enjoy it so much because you're not getting a good time. You're not going to be able to see mm -hmm. how you're able to beat yourself. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing about it. So don't worry about out someone out there who has been doing it for ten years or whatever is faster than you because they should be faster than you in theory. If you're going out there with someone who has the same car as you and is also new, challenge that person. But in the end, challenge yourself because mm -hmm. if you don't improve, it's not because the car sucks, it's because you're just not able you're not to- paying attention. Yeah. Yeah, it's being able to see, you know, run after run, your times get lower and lower each time is, is a pretty good feeling. Slower is faster. Yep, smooth, uh, slow and smooth is yeah. usually fast. I, I, I think I say that to myself at the, every start, slower is faster, and, and it's it's always funny because my last run usually is my worst run yes. because I'm like, well, this is the last run. We need Bonsai. to go as fast as possible. That is not the case. <laughs> um, that is never the case. Uh, but uh, but again, it's a lot of fun. You just come on out and just 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 have a good time, have a hot dog, 
um, mm. with the vendor out there and, 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 and just makes really good chili dogs yeah, yes yeah, it does just, yes. just go for a uh, go for a drive uh, mm. with somebody or a ride with somebody to um, to get an idea what it's like and it's free to spectate so if you're still hesitant on coming out there don't worry about spectator fees like the drifters yeah it cost uh, me 10 bucks the other day it's $10 <laughs> which yeah still $10 ain't much but a lot of people who do autocross are also people who are on tight budgets yep uh, so again it's free for us to spectate I'm not going to lie it's kind of boring to watch autocross if you have no idea what it is yes um, so if you want to come out and watch it you can still ride along ride alongs yep. are free walk on just seriously show up with nothing just walk up as long as you have like some clo cash closed toed shoes walk up to the trailer say hey I'd like to borrow a helmet they'll take your driver's license as you know ransom for the helmet yep so when you turn the helmet Come back in at the end of the day they'll they'll give you your license back um but it's all free you just show up and get a ride along with someone who who's you know happy to have someone in their passenger seat and have a good time and then come back with your own car next event so i think i think that's a pretty good episode um well i have one question oh though. yeah what's up what i would say is obviously what is the most funky or uh weirdest car you've seen in autocross for all of you definitely the station wagon oh, oh, from last you event? were in the station no. i was in the station wagon. um just Ju uh, uh justin low lane's old uh roadmaster yeah the, the, was it turbo or supercharged it, no it was it was, it was a lt it was an lt from a c4 corvette with but a, didn't the uh the new owner put in a supercharger or turbo one? Yeah, oh that i don't before, know this is back oh in the you were at the very last event weren't you mm -hmm. yeah because yeah, the last one you were at, like, you, i was right before my surgery wasn't it i haven't been to an event in a long time yeah yeah well no you you, you came up to one because you ran the mustang just this, this that past was season. probably it was in the infield yeah that was at the infield but no, I, I oh, yeah, it was did, did a new did a new owner come out? Yeah, so Justin sold that. Okay. Uh, and the guy who bought it put in a I want to say it's a turbo kit. Oh my god! And is making a, a lot of power out of that thing. <laughs> um, from what yeah, but yeah, same same vehicle because we were amazing. talking about that. It's like and, a mid '90s Buick Roadmaster. It's yep. incredible. It's we had seven, seven people, people seven people rode seven in the helmets bobbling around yep. in there. <laughs> yep, that's pretty good. And uh, the Mercury Villager. I think is probably the least sporty vehicle I've ever seen at autocross. I would go with that and the Flex, the Ford Flex. The Ford Flex was pretty is interesting. I actually went against the Ford Flex back when I had my stock Matrix XRS. That was pretty fun. It was like Battle of the Daily Driver Wagons. Did any of y'all see the BMW that had the top cut off and used the top as a wing and the whole car was covered in carpet to look like a mouse? Yes. From like... At... One of our local one of our events. Is yeah, it like a lemons it. car? Uh, I don't know if they were doing a lemons or a champ or trump car, whatever you call those. But it was a BMW. Oh my uh, gosh! With the, the top, they, they cut the roof off and used the a section of the roof as a wing, <laughs> and then covered the whole car in black carpet, and put like a mouse and whiskers and everything on it. it That's awesome. Fun. That that to me that was the most interesting car. Like we said, as long as your car passes tech, it's probably fine. So bring it on out. <laughs> Again, so don't worry about how your car looks. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. Um, that's all she wrote. Yep. Yeah. Come on out if you see the uh, the red two forty out there. If I have passenger seat in, you know, I'll, I'll ask for a ride. I'll give you a ride. Yeah, be a lot of fun. I'm hoping to be ready to race this week, uh, this year. So, is there an age minimum? For riding, for riding, yeah, um, that is kind That's of a good question. So I've had that question actually asked a couple times, and that really dictates on who you're trying to ride with, mm -hmm. and more or less the size of the kid. Mm -hmm. um, so if it's your parent, we'll let them at a younger age, in a sense, as long as they don't need a car seat. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, no car seat. Um, but again, we're not going to let you run full out. We'll give you kind of like a touring lap. In a style, in a sense. Um, but the minimum age, I believe, is 16 years old uh, for competition riding. Okay. Um, We've had Lana as a passenger in her father's car. Again, um, Lana is in her father's car, so yeah, it's kind of like yeah. we, up to the parent. I think it's a little different because we're not an SCCA-run uh, uh, organization. So, so we can be a little more... Independent with those rules, um, 
What about driving? Do you have to have a, a valid driver's license to, to drive, or can you be like a teenager with a learner's permit? You must have a valid license no matter how old you are. Ah, if you okay. do not have a license in all, we will not let you drive. Okay. Now, I would say that, saying because that's how you register, mm -hmm. but again... Oh, you do have to put in your license number, don't you? Yes. Okay. Uh, so it's it's one of those things to where if you don't have a valid driver's license, you shouldn't be running out of events because why don't you have a valid driver's license? Right. Unless you're underage. Right. That's different. Uh, we're not, again, maybe SCCA might let other people underage be able to drive, but that's why we don't want to go to an SCCA class because we mm. want to be able to dictate certain aspects, mainly for insurance reasons. I will also say, even if you don't technically have a car, but you have a, go like a shifter cart... We do have, I've seen kids in shifter carts out there before. They'll have their own run session that's specifically for the carts that there's extra precautions. Maybe there's no cars rolling around that could yes. possibly hit them um, where it's just for the carts. So if, even if you have like a younger kid or even if you're an adult with a shifter cart and you want to come out and, and run a shifter cart, you can do that. Michael Francis, uh, he used to run a shifter cart all the time. The only reason why he stopped is just because how his, it was his age was taking too much of a toll on his body. Yeah, it's real bumpy. Anyway, if you want to get involved with this club, vmsc.org. Uh, but that's it for now. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. There's like 12 cops right outside yeah, my door. There are six cars, seven cars here. Did someone die? I think someone allegedly stole a phone. Oh, he's not coming out. Maybe that's it now. They're, they're, they're like, this might be. Uh, uh, he's uh, like a barricade. He's system. like barricaded up. Oh. Well, he's talking to him through the window, so he ain't coming out. <laughs> Lovely.